What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Espen of Monolord. Monolord's brand new album, No Comfort, releases on September 20th from Relapse Records. Check it out. So we're here to talk about the brand new record, No Comfort, and uh, it's out in September on Relapse, your first record for Relapse Records after a long stint elsewhere. And uh, so right off the bat, uh, a really great time for this band, a really great new album. Uh, why the change to Relapse Records after many years? Uh, we had a great run with, with Riding Easy, uh, and we had three albums on, on that contract with them. And when the third album was released, we immediately started discussing where to go next. And uh, Daniel Hall, which is more or less the label, he, he agreed that we might have outgrown the label, actually. So he helped us find another label, and that became Relapse. And he moved on to be our manager instead. So it's, it was a win-win, really. Awesome. And it is kind of a, a great pairing, uh, Relapse is, you know, well known to worldwide for their amazing, you know, nurturing of artists, and uh, exactly feels like yeah, right. And uh, and what a, a great match for Monolord, of course, with you know, sort of rising international profile. Um, and again, this album, I've had a chance to listen to it, is fantastic. I find all your records to be very consistent, but this is definitely a level up. From the past, um, I thought Rust would be hard to top, but this record to me feels like a, a really like the finest Mono Lord record so far to date. Well, thank you so much. It means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, so right off the bat, uh, were you already writing the record before the New Deal, or sort of the the pro? You know, because Rust is just a few years ago. You guys seem very prolific. Uh, I mean, I think the best the best answer is that. Everything we do is an ongoing process. Uh, Thomas, he writes most of the stuff, most of the material, and we we arrange it and we we finalize it together. But it's always in between tours. We we we're always working on some kind of new material. So some of the stuff on this album is new, some is old, and that's been the case on every record actually. Some some things just something is written and is. It's just there immediately. It's just a finished song, and it just feels feels like it should first play through. Other songs they need, need like you try them, and then they need like a year or two <laughs> to mature, and then you bring them back up again, and then oh, there it is. There's the vibe of that song, and then you can use it for the the current album you're working on. So I don't know if that <laughs> makes any sense, but that's kind of kind of how we work. Everything is intertwined. We always work on new stuff. We it feels like we're touring all the time. <laughs> so yeah, everything happens at once. Yeah. And the albums are more or less like just records of how the band sounds at that given moment. I feel. Sure, sure, of course. Uh, I I feel like uh, you know sort of. Uh... Doom metal in particular is really at a peak right now. It seems like it was like a very underground genre many years ago, even before Monolith yeah. started. And now it's sort of at sort of its peak. There are there are doom bands headlining major festivals all over the world. When an, a band comes out with a new record like Monolith, it becomes an event. 
uh, for metal fans, which is really great, uh, personally, because I've been on board the whole time myself, personally, my own taste. So uh, do you think there's a reason why we've kind of broken through with this music finally? I don't know. I mean, I experience it the same way you do. It's it's been it's crazy. It's like the kind of a doom sludge stoner explosion, whatever label you want to put on it. But heavy, slow music. Um, but I don't know the reason of it. I've I have absolutely no idea. Maybe it's the same reason that that uh, grunge became big when it became big. Uh, that people were really tired of super slick, overproduced music and just needed something grittier. <laughs> and it could be the same thing now that it's kind of a counter reaction. I feel sometimes speaking to to our our fans that they, I mean, we 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 have fans that usually do not listen to this kind of music, but they really like what we do and. That speaks volumes, I think. I mean, and some of them say exactly that, that they just like, this is liberating. It's like, <laughs> this is everything at once. It's super loud, super slow. It's just big uh, and gritty at the same time. And it's unapologetic. Um, so that might be it. But I, don't, I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I, th- I think maybe one of the reasons in my own personal exploration is I think America in particular, we're starting to finally catch up, not quite the quality of the European underground music festivals like Desert Fest and Roadburn, but we're just starting to get, we got our own Desert Fest this year. We're starting, as you know, and we're just starting, to get our own, we're just starting to get our own sort of culture around that uh, Maryland doom fest and even Maryland death fest has had some doom bands from across the world and stuff like that. But I, I think it's a slow boil and I think it's also patient. It's not music, you know, despite the fact that all heavy metal comes from black Sabbath really and doom basically yeah. comes from black Sabbath. But I think it's kind of a, you know, after we gone through punk and thrash and death metal and all the weird permutations of music, I think it comes back around to kind of a, a uh, you know, a taste, an acquired taste, a patience to listen to and enjoy this. You know, you have to really wait for the payoff. It's not, you know, so fast. And I think that's one of the beauties of the style and of Monolord. I hope you're right. I really like that way to express it. Absolutely. I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> patience. Yeah. I mean, a lot of music I listen to myself is like, I don't listen to that much of metal. I, I do, but... What I mostly listen to is like really droney, really slow, like sun type of music, uh, which is really takes patience. <laughs> I mean, nothing happens for an hour, and I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, you're correct. I take it, did you enjoy life music? I know it's been dividing people. I I love it. I was blown away by it. Uh, it was released during our last U.S. tour, I think. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I, I got to listen to this and just, I just dozed off, and it was on repeat from <laughs> from then on. The rest of the tour, yeah, I love it. I think it's great. Nice. And I think I love the title. It's 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 fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. Yeah, life. Yeah, life metal. Excuse me. It is really like the perfect title of, of you know just a total not ironic, really great title, and it fits the music beautifully. 
Yeah, I think so too. Absolutely. And then similarly, no comfort. Um, you know, Monolord is is not. You know, there are definitely some beautiful parts, but it's definitely. Uh, you know, not meant to soothe you. It's definitely emotional. It's definitely heavy. Uh, well, if that kind of thing soothes you, then great. But I think about tracks like The Last Leaf and Larvae uh, and Alone Together, Forever Divided. They're, you have real moments of just, you know, they're not jarring, but they're definitely, you know, harsh <laughs> to the senses yeah. and the heart. Um, and not that that's any different than your whole career, actually. It's just been, you know, very, I find, again, the, the music of the band is very, very consistent album in and album out, which I think is a, tr a great trademark to have. That's amazing. I'm really happy to hear it. Absolutely. I mean, it's we, we see everything from the inside. So I think our view of the music and the band is completely different than from everyone else, <laughs> I guess. And I guess that's how it is for any band. But that's amazing. That's, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. And, and I think also, I think uh, as the band kind of progresses, you're starting to sort of produce more. I know you mix the album yourself. Um, do you feel that as time goes on and the band you know grows, your years go by, you feel a little more possessive and you want to take a little more control of the process and you know produce and mix yourselves? I think it's it's been the other way around for us because we've produced all the albums ourselves, the first three, I think four releases it is, three full lengths, one EP, uh, and recorded it ourselves. I've mixed everything and mastered everything as well, I think. But this is the first one we let someone else do it. So we, yeah, we've gone the other way, I think. Trying to invite someone else, which has been really hard, but really interesting at the same time. I think it's been a really good process for us. But it's been uh, it's been challenging, of course. We're used to just the three grumpy us sitting in a room doing everything, <laughs> and then just leaving the the finished album to the the label. Like here it is, it's done. Uh, and then we have a fourth person in the middle of everything, and also working with a label like Relapse. It's a different different kind of structure. They want to have bigger insights because they're bigger. They're more more money at stake. More people working on it, of course. <laughs> But they've also given us a lot of trust in the process, so it's it's been it's been a new process on all levels, I'd say. But we're we're trying to let go a little bit, <laughs> trying to trust people more, hard as it is. <laughs> mm. It could be it could be hard to do after so many years. Yeah, absolutely. But it's good to have a willingness to change a little bit too. I hope so. Oh, what would you say is the area that uh, Kim? Uh, in the production department push the band the most that you would not have done if you were doing it alone again? Uh, oh, that's a really, really good question. I don't... I don't know if there's anything really specific. I mean, the way we work, we usually we usually put a lot of time into pre-production, which, which is the work you do before you get into the studio. So we're not the kind of band that goes into the studio with a blank paper and just like, hey, let's riff and see what happens. Because when we get to the studio, the album is written and really, really well rehearsed in detail even. And rehearsed in, in all the overdubs we want to do, all the production ideas and, and so on. So um, I think the difference was that the biggest difference was having a fourth person there. 
and and learning how to trust that person, which we did. He's a friend of ours, so we we chose him for a reason. Obviously, he's a really good good sound tech and he's a good producer. But I think the biggest challenge and what hopefully have have made a difference on on the outcome is is I hope we we let some control go on this one a little bit. It's really hard to say. It's 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 really a question for someone else outside of the band, maybe yourself. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. I'll, That's a really. I'll have to do a comparative uh, study there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it's an excellent excellent question. It really is. But I I can't really pinpoint one single thing that has that's been different on this one than the other ones, other than that having a fourth person in the room with us. Um, yeah. But I can I can say that like the the mood of the album is different or the the playing is different or I mean it's it's still us. I think the difference like it's been from every album is I feel this album is more us than it was on Rust and Rust was more us than it was on Venier and so on because we hopefully develop as a band we play a lot of shows together and we become more of ourselves I think for every album I think and I hope yeah, that's a great way to look at it of course uh, and then finally I think I want to talk about this cover because this cover is very it's awesome it's also confusing me a little uh, I love the owl Good. and the space shuttle <laughs> it's not very yeah. you know, I don't need things spelled out for me but it is very for for people who will see it you know the black cover and the owl and the space shuttle and you know it it definitely pulls you in but it's also like what is going on here you just you just described it perfectly that's that's exactly what we wanted to do with that cover uh, i mean we we wanted to to be in really wanted to this one to be in the eye of the beholder i have one one interpretation of what that cover is to me and i know mika has one and i know thomas has has one and those three are really different the only thing that's that's the same is that we feel that the vibe of the the artwork really really speaks to us and really encapsulates the the vibe of the album. So that's the way we discussed it when we when we saw this this piece. Uh, Mike suggested it. We saw it on, a, on an art exhibition years ago, and we saw it and we just felt like looking at this this artwork. It looks like it feels like listening to the music to us. Amazing. So. <laughs> there, there's no, it's not it's it's it was an existing art art piece that existed before this album was recorded it's just yeah it wasn't made for the album that's awesome it works you know and uh, i'll say you never see owls in flight you always see owls sort of you know the staring off on a tree branch in a you know high up on a perch you never see an owl in flight unless it's in a nature movie hunting about to get its prey oh maybe maybe you're right so that's that's a good thing. I mean, we we've always aimed at being going against the grain when it comes to what what is supposed to be the genre rules <laughs> in in both covers and in, in uh, and everything. I mean, uh, 
I mean, there are songs and uh, and parts on this album I feel is is not typically doom at all. But we just felt like this feels like the band. It sounds like us. So this this has to go on this uh, album because it's it's us. It sounds like us, but it's it's probably not doom for the Puritans out there. But it doesn't matter. Same thing with the owl. Well, same thing with the other covers. I think. I hope at least. <laughs> Very well. Hey, thank you for hanging out with us today. Uh, no Comfort is the new record by Monolord coming out September 20th on Relapse Records. It has been a pleasure ta- chatting with you, and I look forward to seeing you on the tour in the U.S. in a couple of months. Sweet. You too. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.